How's it going, everybody? I am Luke, and as always, I am joined here by Joe for the sixth episode of the fourth season of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. Joe, I can't say good morning. How it would date this? So, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm still a little sick. Uh, we were supposed to do a podcast Monday and Wednesday, but mm-hmm. I was sick both days. I didn't even know you were sick. And yeah, I just. I didn't even get out of bed until well, Monday like we weren't here. One o'clock, yeah, true. So we wouldn't have been so, here anyway, so yeah, it was kind of rough, but feeling mm-hmm. a little better now. But obviously, some winning Sabres hockey makes the uh, pain mm. a little better. Mm. Yeah, at what cost, though? Hmm. We'll get into that. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, of course, as always, the Charge Buffalo podcast is brought to you by Just Dish and Hockey. You could use the promo code TCB. See, I didn't screw it up this week at checkout for 10% off your order. So, where do we go first? Uh, there's three games that have happened since our last show. We had I went to the Dallas game. Okay, you I saw a good one. I went to the Dallas game. We had Dallas, Anaheim, and LA. most recently, Los Angeles. Um, did you make it through both of the late games? I did. I mean, I was dozing. The first half of the third period yesterday, I was dozing. Okay? But I was like, no, no, I got to see the end. So it I, was a struggle to stay awake. It was a struggle yesterday. to watch the game, first of all. Yes. Uh, we're, let's start with Dallas. We can Dallas, briefly talk yes. about Dallas. Uh, it was a good game. Really good game, 60-minute effort. But I really didn't, you know, looking back on it, the third period, they had like three or four shots. But they did have two goals mm-hmm. in that Perhaps third period. Perhaps the start of the trend? They, yeah, I, I, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But they finally cracked Ben Bishop. I think it was the first time they ever beat him. In regulation. In regulation. They shot him out, too. Uh, and a shot for Carter Hutton. Mm-hmm. And now he's on a two-game shutout streak, so mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, yeah, I like the way they played that game, but I would like to see them, you know, step on the gas a little more. Yeah, it was a good game all around. Uh, I thought Casey Middlestat looked pretty good. Middlestat's been trending up. He's been trending yes. up, and yes. last night in L.A., he really... Had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to bring up my notes. I was on on Monday. I was actually producing UB Football Insider, so uh, I had the game on the TV and I was taking notes down on the computer there about the game, just because I knew it's going to be a long time between the show and that game. Uh, Victor Olofsson scored again. You know what I've been thinking too lately is um, we're so lucky to have Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people take him for granted here. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, he he's a really good player, and he's only, um, he's only nineteen. He's gonna be nineteen the whole entire season. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Wow, the whole year, the whole year. Wow. He has a nice summer birthday. Wow, that's pretty good. You know, I don't want him to turn twenty ever. I want him to stay a kid forever. Mm-hmm. Casey Middles that's turned into a man right before I our know. Eyes. I know he's gonna be twenty one soon. The man can legally drink. He might already be 21. Never mind. Probably is. And, well, um, I mean, for a little bit there, looked like it was going to be your typical Dallas-Buffalo snooze fest, of course. Dallas, uh, first period. Dallas stinks. Dallas is bad. Let's just get that out they of the They don't way. have a very good roster. Who is who's Downing? Stephen Downing? Yeah, yeah they have, like, mm-hmm. Downing, Taylor Fadoon is playing mm-hmm. regularly. Uh, they they have a bunch of no names yeah. at, on the bottom end of their roster, mm-hmm. 
and I just don't like I don't like their team. I just they I probably, remember I uh, said a few weeks ago that something about them just screams that they're not legit. But they probably won't even make the playoffs. I don't know. I, I had just, them winning the Central in our uh, preview. Yeah, I just I do not see it with Dallas. They can't score. They cannot score. No. Like there wasn't a single time in that Dallas game where I was like, oh, like I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, Dallas is about to score. I think they hit the post once, but that was about it. Not, and not a real threat at all in that game. You fall as far behind as they have record-wise. They're one six and one, I think now. Mm-hmm. The, it's yeah, tough you know, to come back. People say it's early, but if you fall that far below at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. there's 82 games. Yeah, what's the difference if you're losing those games early or losing mm-hmm. at the end, or winning early and winning at the end? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, like, games all, aren't the game. All, every game counts as the same. Games aren't any easier to win at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. You still have to overcome that. Oh, Jason Bottrell will tell you that's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. That was part of the reason why. Oh, they it's harder to win games towards the end of the year. Blaming that on the Collapse last year. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we are indeed, the Sabres are indeed, 6-1-1 now. Um, top and of the league. Top of the top league. Top of the league again. Uh, 13 points this month. That's all right, but, um, I mean, it's great. You only missed out on two points. Uh, three points. Three points. Three points. Yeah. But um, the Anaheim game. Came very telling. Yes, quite telling. This is the game where, um, and it carried into L.A. There's a trend forming here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I didn't get to see the first period of the Ducks mm-hmm. game because I was at work. Mm-hmm. But right when I got out, I turned the radio on, and then that was when I think Henrique scored mm-hmm. to put him within one. I know a goal got called back, uh, offside challenge. And then that could have tied the game, but luckily that was taken away. But it didn't matter in the end because they, they got steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the trend forming here is that the Sabres have very good starts, and then they they fold. They quit. They disappear. It's just like last year. It's what we saw the entirety of last year. During the streak, they get a lead, and then the other team bounces back into it, and the rest of the game is spent in the Sabres zone. <laughs> They don't get any possession. They don't get any shots. They don't get any scoring chances. None of the bounces are going their way. And the same thing happened to LA game. It's wonderful. We got a th- we we won three three nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. but look at how they played the majority of that game. Carter Hutton had to make forty seven saves against the Kings, no less. The Kings are garbage. The Kings missed about eight shots in on the power play. Okay, with nobody Ilya in front Kovalchuk of the Chuck missed three point blank. Prime goal scoring opportunity. I don't know if I said this already, but they hit about three or four posts in this game. This was not a good win for the Sabres. Of course, yeah, you. you but you can't complain. They're winning. Yeah, you can't complain. They're winning. Well, again, it's been how every season of this podcast, I have said the same exact thing. It's like a broken record. This team, they quit. They stop attacking. They are. They don't own time of possession. You know I've been saying this. Mm-hmm. You've heard it. It's the same thing over and over. They just fold. They disappear late in these games. We could have won that game 6 nothing if we kept going at that pace. We could have won 10 nothing. The Kings looked... I remember I said it on Twitter yesterday. Like, the like the Kings looked terrible. The, they looked like they were defeated already right in the first period after Middlesat scored. It was over. Buffalo could have won that game 10 nothing, but I don't know. Did they take their foot off the gas pedal? 
or did the Kings just take control of the game? The, Maybe both. Either one is a omen for the year. Because you don't want... Look at the Kings. Who is Lizot? Who is that guy? I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of him no. before yesterday. Like, there is no reason this team should be dominating us like that. It looked like they were on the power play the entirety of the third period and most of the second period. Mm-hmm. How many... Did they have like one or two shots in the third period? They were outshot 19-2. to two. Yeah, that's, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. That's ugly. our thing. We're being outshot in these games. Add that to the list. It's not a good trend this team is on, okay? I don't need to look at advanced stats and stuff to tell you that this team is... It's not a good 6-1. It's ridiculous. It might sound ridiculous to you. It's not a good 6-1-1, one, one, at least the last couple of games. Yeah, the first the first few games were good. Right. Because most, most of the Dallas game, good. We are getting crazy lucky. I recognize most of hockey is luck, if you think about it. But this team is being bailed out by by post goaltending. By goaltending, Hutton and mm-hmm. Allmark have been very good so yep. far. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. But they were good at the beginning of last season too. So there's time. Mm-hmm. We need we need to see more. But I like I like what I see so far. But I don't think this is our first show since the Florida game mm-hmm. too, and they blew a, a last uh, minute lead there too, just like last year. Yeah, it all keeps happening. They still got the win, though. They still but. got the win, but that's you aren't going to win every game when you play like that, and that's what's important. It's good that you have six wins. It doesn't wins. look sustainable. No, it doesn't look sustainable at all. And that's why I'm, I I, I don't necessarily – it was the worst 3 nothing win I've seen. We got dominated. We got killed. And Carter Hutton bailed us out. He's the, <laughs> Carter Hutton's the only reason why we won that game yesterday. I agree. We had six – the Sabres played six good minutes of hockey. And that uh, was, I, they played a very solid first period. Beyond that, uh, not so much. I, I don't. I thought most of the game, just in general, belonged to the uh, Kings. I didn't. The the two goals happened, and then it was done from there. Their me. power play is kind of struggling it's lately. Trailed too. off. It's come back down to earth. Olafson's well, not going to score on They had eight play. chances in the Ducks game. They only out. They had one power play goal, maybe? I think they were one for six. I thought it was one for eight. Or even zero for eight. I'll check. I'll no, check. Our, we Olofsson had a power play goal in that game. Uh, well, the second power play pairing yes. or unit got uh Yeah, Middlestat middle middle got the goal yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was a great pass by Ristolainen, too. Yes, it was. Ristolainen's been trending down, though. Yeah, Ristolainen looks real bad. He's been really and bad. Another his second. Scandella seems like he's coming back down to earth too. Ristolainen's second horrible giveaway behind the net that leads to a goal happened. We saw it in the uh, Montreal game as well, and then he. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, gave it right away behind the net. Might have been he's the tying goal to a goal. It was a tying goal. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yep, because then after that, Corey Perry, not Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, forever, that... same player. We just have our guard up after last year, though. Or maybe are we too cautious? I think it is warranted because we've seen enough of this. You know, it's it's not, it's, we've seen so much, we've seen them play like that, game in and game out. We've, we saw it 82 times last year. How much more do you have to see before you say, okay, well, it's happening again. You know, we can't, you can't keep giving them excuses. You can't. It's the same thing. No matter the coach, no matter the personnel, it keeps happening somehow. Same players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same players. That key. 
And we're not. I'm gonna try not to talk about Vladimir Spoka today. Okay. If you want to go off, but... he, he he's. Did you see my tweet? Yeah, he is the most horribly ineffective, brutal player <coughs> on this team, and has no business just being on the second line. Did you see what I what else I said following up on that? No, I don't think I saw that. He the way I can describe it, he looks like a guy, a fan. Who was like pulled out of the stands? He won a contest. He won a contest. The last time he played hockey was in college, and he was a fourth liner. And he's out there just holding on and trying to survive. And I hope Dan is listening to this so he can get into my mentions and I can call him an idiot. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't say that anymore. But no, Sabotka is just no useless. No, he he is useless. He he. I don't trust if it's hey. He made a good pass in the ducks game or the stars game though yeah right? but if it's him and skinner that is a that that that's I an outlier pa- i mean i'm i'm not making that pass in the nhl but no. i i can feed the puck to jeff skinner he's gonna score some goals so. that goal was a complete outlier anytime you could put vladimir saboka with Sidney crosby Connor mcdavid on a two-on-one there's not going to be a goal there. Anyone that has scoring ability. Because Sabotka is going to put it right into the defender's stick, or he's going to put it over Nine his Nine times out of stick. ten, Sabotka is not completing that pass. No, no. And he is the just brutal. And is weighing... I, again, I don't need charts and advanced stats to tell me he's weighing that line down. He's both, both. slow. That's when you know both are working. Exactly. Because when both exactly. of them back each other up. Yep, when both of them back each other up. Yep. Yeah, because I test Saboka is dragging that line down, and I think it's almost time for some changes. You can I know see it. You can see it and the advanced. Obviously, if you're Jeff Skinner, if you're Marcus Johansson, you have to slow down to keep to, to. This is what I I can't stand when people are like, "Oh, he's getting praised by his teammates and his coaches, though." But they're winning games. They're not going to be like, "Oh, we got to get Vladdy off this line for God's sake." Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen that in a hockey locker room? No. Come on. Nope. Nope. It, I mean, They're robots. Exactly. Hockey players are robots, mm-hmm. and the, to the media at least. Yeah. Hockey Media Relations 101. Mm-hmm. I think you showed me that video yep. last year. Yep, got to get pucks in deep. But Jack Eichel, <laughs> he is top 10 in scoring. Oh, good. Got Eichel. 10, 10 points. That goal against the Ducks. What an animal. That line. How could one hate Jack Eichel? I don't know. That's what I really want to know. How can one blame Jack Eichel? For Do you still got a grudge against a tank? That's what I want to know. Do people hate Jack Eichel because the Sabres tanked for him? I think they hate him because... Don't hate the player, hate the game. They're insecure, and they want Connor McDavid. Maybe... I or, want Connor McDavid. He doesn't... You I know still what? love Jack Eichel, though. Jack Eichel doesn't drop the gloves. He doesn't drop the gloves. He doesn't... He hasn't scored 50 goals. He's not yeah. Gilbert Perot. That's why none of these hockey dads love him. But... How dominant... Is the Eichel line in five on five? Very good. They are I, brilliant. I want to say this though. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for a change. For what? Just the lines. Yeah, I I know. Maybe that's it. Why? why I'm don't... ready for Sabotka to be somewhere else. I've I've seen enough of that. Skinner has to be back with Eichel. Yes, it worked last year. You gave him a monster contract. Put him in the best situation where he can score 40 goals again. Mm-hmm. And that's with Eichel. Nothing against Marcus Johansson, but I know they've been playing well together. But let's change that. I like Sherry with Middlestat. 
I want to see Sherry, Middlestat, and Reinhardt. I think that that was a line for a little bit last year. It worked out well. Let's see that again. Mm-hmm. And maybe put Johansson with Eichel and Skinner. I think that would look good, too. See, this is where we can start talking about lineups. You know I, you know how I feel about talking about lineups. They change, yada, yada. But this, now that the season's going, I have ideas. I was actually thinking, swap Sherry for Sabotka and then put Skinner on that line and just put Olsen, um where I think you, this is what I this is what I would do. I would go Skinner, Eichel, Johansson. Mm-hmm. I would go Olafson, Middlestat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Olafson or Sherry with Middlestat. I don't know. Mm. I want Olafson on the second line. Yeah, Olafson, Middlestat, Reinhardt, mm-hmm. and then Sherry, Rodriguez, VC. VC. I we gotta talk about Jimmy VC. Yeah, VC. Yep. Got his first point yesterday. I don't like him. I don't like him. Uh, yeah, well, he's been on the penalty kill. He does. Surprisingly, he's a good penalty killer. Yeah. Surprisingly. I just, I'm not a fan. I I thought, originally I thought he'd be okay, but I just. Mm. You sound like um like a little kid whose mom is like introducing him to her new boyfriend. <laughs> and he just goes, I don't like him. <laughs> my grandpa for some reason really likes Jimmy VC. Really? I'm just like why? Hmm. Why? Hmm. But my grandpa also is a big Rasmus Ristolainen guy. Okay. So it all adds up now. But I just I I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see him as a piece going forward beyond this year. And I think I mentioned this before, but the Sabers are in a position where they have stuff to trade at the trade deadline now for the first time since, like, 2014. They have guys to trade if they if they do fall out of control and become bad again. You got Sherry, VC, Bogosian, if he ever comes back, Scandella. You got guys you can trade who are on expiring deals mm-hmm. for draft picks. I don't want to trade Connor Sherry. I, I don't re- want to. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd I really prefer to keep him, him actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never thought that they would actually extend him beyond this year, but he has been really good yeah. in the early stages of he's this year. He's a good player. Yeah, and he's not a line driver by any means, but <coughs> excuse me. Uh, if you put him with a good player like Casey Middlestat, he's going to excel. Mm-hmm. And him and Middlestat seem to have chemistry. I, I I would like to see them stay together. Yeah, like the Middlestat passed to him yesterday, dropping to one leg. That was a really cool move there by by Sherry as well, just dropping down, launching it. But um, no, I, I I loved him last year too. He wasn't he was not the problem last year, uh, and he's had a a great start. Maybe uh, I mean put him up there instead of Sabotka. I'm sure they want to hurt. Imagine how much quicker that line would be, how much more efficient. It would be much that more efficient be. with anyone besides Vladimir Sabotka. That is true. That is that what about Jimmy VC? Well, VC's got speed at least. It's funny you say that. I feel like he's been kind of slow. I don't I think it's an effort thing. I just Yeah. I know he has speed. Okay. He does have speed. Yeah, I just don't it. think that he is going, you know? Yeah. He's not putting 110 percent into it. Yeah. Not exactly. Uh, Look at Vladimir Spoke. Like yeah. I don't understand the broadcast. Like Rob Ray raves about this guy. Paul Hamilton, Mike Harrington, they're all raving about this guy. I just don't see it. It's not a blind grudge I have against him. He's just not a good hockey player. 
it, he excels in the defensive zone and in the neutral zone. But in the offensive zone... He kills possession. He just... that. I mean, okay, think about it. Has that Skinner line established any kind of, uh, you know, cycling opportunities no. in the offense zone? No, no. It's always their... Because they're, they're, you're handcuffed because mm-hmm. you have one of the worst players in the league mm-hmm. on that line. Mm-hmm. Every other line, you see it with uh, especially the opposing line. The fourth line, line yes. The fourth line, they establish possession the, in the O-zone. Like a line, possession. Yep, they cycle it. They they get chances. Especially the past couple games, the middle stat line. Mm-hmm. Yep, every line except for the Saboka Johansson line. Yo, um, or Skinner and Johansson will pass the puck, but when it goes mm-hmm. to number seventeen, possession's lost and it's mm-hmm. going the other way. Saboka is like the kid in gym class who, like, he's picked <laughs> last, and you you have to have him, and you just treat him nice because you feel bad for him. My God. I have all these analogies <laughs> for Spoko, but it's, it's just like, it's true. It's like we're playing with a hand, like a handicap as in, like, you know, we have one less guy than they do. You know, we're playing with 11 guys on the ice. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, come on. Like, this is, this is, I don't, I've never seen anyone put it this way, but it's like, it's it's the way to put it. It's, it's like you're playing shorthanded. You're playing shorthanded. Yeah. I could have just makes said sense. that. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything else to add on those few games there? No. All right. They got no. the San Jose Sharks tomorrow, another 10.30 p.m. game. Oh, that one's going to be a rough outing uh, <laughs> if we play anything like we have these last the two games. Sharks have been kind of struggling, though, right? Uh, a lot of people don't like them. They're 3-4. Mm-hmm. Vander Kane had a hat trick in the first period yeah. in their last game, I believe. Yeah, I... I don't like the Sharks as much as I would last year, but I don't know. They got some younger players in their lap. They brought in Patrick Marlowe, Martin Jones. Hope hope that Martin Jones plays because mm-hmm. he's been bad again to start. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I could definitely see them winning this game. And they have the Sharks again on Tuesday at home. So we're bound to see Martin Jones that's, in at least one of those games. That's an interesting home-and-home. Home. You know, the yeah. Sharks. Well, they usually beat the Sharks. Yeah. Like, historically speaking, they always beat the Sharks, especially right. at home. Right. Or is it the other way around where they always lose in San Jose, they always win I know, at home? We always lost in L.A. Yeah, that's the one mm-hmm. I was thinking of. It was one in the California. San team. Jose, though, we owned them. Mm-hmm. We were on, like, an eight-game winning streak. Even during the tank. Around. I think that the rare occurrences during the tank season where they swept the team, it was... San Jose, and mm-hmm. I think they swept LA too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was that was tragic. Uh, so now a little bit of news. Uh, Jason Bottrell letting Henry Yokiharu and Victor Olofsson know they are here to stay. To no surprise, mm-hmm. especially for Victor Olofsson, who has six goals this year. Yeah, six, not seven, six. Uh, no shot. No surprise. No, here. I'm sure. Yoki Haru, kind of a surprise. I assumed he was just going to go down when Montour came back. I'm sure Victor Olsson drove into the office when Bottrell called him in, wherever that may have been, and even he said, okay. <laughs> like, go, go get a that, house. That, that, that's what you told me to come in for? Like, okay. Like, I didn't know this. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, good. At least I, I don't know who's going to come out now when Montour comes back. It has it to has be Scandella. Be Scandella yes. It has to be Scandella. And uh, it's a nice segue into the next thing I want to talk about. 
Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic, he... Yes, it was Pierre Lebrun. Uh, he put out a trade candidate article yesterday and highlighting some potential names that could go as a trade deadline years. And Marco Scandala was one of the names that he mentioned, and he also believed that Scandala would be the odd man out. And players like him, he mentioned good depth veteran defensemen, are guys that will go at the trade deadline. So Scandala probably will not be a Sabre past the trade deadline, I, unless there's a slew of injuries. Now, the Winnipeg Jets, is it an improvement on their defense if they get Marco Scandala? I think so. <laughs> I mean, putting the last couple games aside, he has been better this I'm year. I'm sure he's better than Nelson Nogier. I, who is Nelson Nogier? <laughs> that, that should explain uh, it. I think it was but they can't player. afford him. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is, is anything on Buffalo? Have you heard anything? They're optimistic he will be back. I wouldn't but want him back. Apparently, he, he, did, he hasn't hit the ice in, since the playoffs, right? I was watching. He didn't train at all over the offseason. He might have played in the preseason a bit. I, I don't thought. think so. I don't think so. Uh, well, I don't think he even reported. I what, during the uh the the Penguins game in which they got destroyed, uh, the insider trading segment, all that was said was that there's a feeling he's gonna be back and nothing beyond. I would that, not so. want him back. Just he would have to take a couple weeks to skate. He didn't skate at all this offseason. Bufflin's a big guy. He probably put on some weight, and his skating's probably not gonna be good. So I don't know. I wouldn't want Bufflin back. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm the Jets, I would want the cap space and then be able to make a trade instead. Well, um, when you're desperate enough, you'll do crazy things. Well, has he got yeah. one more year left on that contract? I believe I think. so. One, but two at most. But if you're a Sabres fan, the Jets are a perfect trade partner for the Sabres with one or two of their defensemen. Mm-hmm. Ristolainen makes sense, but an insider trading yesterday, uh, I believe it was LeBron, he said, Ristolainen's happy here. He called Ralph Kruger the best coach, mm-hmm. probably the best coach he has ever had yep. in his life, not just in the NHL, and that they might just hold on to him, which... Uh, and Ristolainen is still leading in the time on ice for still Still. It'll never end. It's never going to end. I don't understand it. And now that he's not getting power play one time, his points aren't going to be there anymore. No. Really. He is good on the power play. He is. He got one yesterday on the power play. But I just... It's time to move on. I get that they're winning, and, yo, you can't shake up a winning team. He's been fine, but you got to move on. Mm -hmm. It's time. Yeah, it is time. But... We aren't in charge of the team. We can't make that happen, so we'll just... And if, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that it's not going to happen. Mm-mm. They're just going to hold on to him and push this false narrative that he's had a career renaissance when he's exactly the same. And this is why, throughout the whole offseason, every show we did, I told you, no, we are not going to trade Rasmus Ristolainen because you just see this team is just stuck to him. They are they love him. Yeah, and LeBron did say he... Was open to a change, and no deal. He's probably going to stay. So it's going to be interesting. Someone's going to a right-handed shot's going to have to play the left side. Who, out of Ristolainen, and Montour, Miller, or Yoki Haru is going to do that? I'm, I'm going to guess uh, Yoki Haru. He played a little bit of left side in preseason, I think. I 
I'm just very anxious to see who actually comes out of this lineup. I I because now for them to go public with Yoki Haru staying, there's no way it, it, it'll be him, right? And it can't be McCabe. It can't be Risto. It's not Darlene. It's not Darlene. Contrary it's to the not, suburban hockey dad belief. Right. And it's not Colin Miller. So. It has to be Scandella. It has to be Scandella. But at the same time, I feel like he's a Risto guy where they are so, they're attached at the hip to him. And he will never come out because he's a veteran and he has experience. And What about Pilot? Odd man out. He's going to be down there in, in Rochester. Until something happens. But the silver lining here. With Lawrence Pilot in Rochester for another year. He's going to dominate when he comes back. And they're not going to give him some big seven-year extension, big money, just coming out of the AHL. Because if he played this year in Buffalo the whole year, maybe they give him like a five-year deal with some significant dollars. Maybe, maybe not. But now you got to think, Reinhardt's getting paid. Middlestat's going to get something. He's not going to get big money. He's going to get something, though. Mm-hmm. Montour is up for a new deal. Allmark, depending on how he plays, he's going to might get paid, too. And now, something we didn't even think about, Victor Olofsson, he's up for a contract, too. Mm. That's going to be some significant that could dollars be a juicy to keep one. scoring. And that's going to be an interesting topic to keep track of throughout the rest of the season, Olofsson's new contract. So now, if you can get Lawrence Pilot on, like, a two-year deal like AHL-level salary, that's huge because he's going to be on the team next year mm-hmm. if, if they don't sign Scandella. Now, I don't I don't see any reason why Olofsson will stop scoring. He is going to keep scoring. He's gonna, he's Unless gonna teams scoring. figure out how to suppress him on the power play. But then this is the thing that everyone's saying on the radio, too, and it's, it's so true. Uh, that just opens up more for Eichel and the rest of the guys. Yeah, I've player. noticed Eichel is not shooting on the power play like his main focus is feeding Olofsson mm-hmm. which that's not a bad thing because it's working but but if you have two guys going committing you to have, shutting down you Olsen. have three elite scoring threats on that power play mm-hmm. that power play one unit Skinner who has yet to score a power play goal surprising Eichel and Olofsson mm-hmm. they can go anywhere and they, they could get goals even Reinhardt in front of the net he he can produce on the power play too and that is a fearsome foursome of players right there on that power play. And then you had Rasmus Dahlin behind them, too. So um, Move the puck. Mm-hmm. Dahlin has been struggling to keep the puck in the zone on the power play. He's had his struggles that. early on. We can admit that. Uh, but, I mean, still, he is. he is the best defenseman at any given time on the ice. Usually for both teams. For both teams. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's no way Rasmus Dahlin is going to go without winning a Norris Trophy in his career. The oh, Sabres, yeah. There's no the way. The Sabres are going to have a Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Probably a multi. Mm-hmm. He might win it before he turns 20. Mm-hmm. No, wait, never mind. Uh, no, because that will be this year. 21. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to be... In the discussion next year, right? Yeah. I think so. Um, Especially if they're good. They make another power move to put themselves over the top. Who knows? He is... I mean... We're lucky to have him, as I said at the top of the show. Uh, People don't appreciate him. Nope. Some people. Mm -hmm. I know people appreciate him, but Mm -hmm. there are some people out there that 
Like, oh, he sucks. He's not ready, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Top 15 in scoring early on. He's got nine points. Should have got Brady Kachucky hits. He's someone, a tough kid. Someone said that Good the other Lord. Day. People need to stop. We're not going to go down that road. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. We're not going to do that. Let's try and keep it positive the yep. rest of the way. Yep. You, I've done enough complaining in recent They're weeks. They're winning. You can't complain. And folks, listen. I want to eat my words, okay? So if if you hear this and this team, you know, go is 25 is you know, has 20 wins, 5 losses and 2 overtime losses come November, then fine. Get I That's I what it was last. Okay, well, yeah, you don't know. No, at the All-Star break, <laughs> if this team is still good, and then fine, okay, but I want the point being I want them to make me eat my words, okay? I want them to. They just haven't been able to do that. They yet. haven't been able to do that, and I see nothing right now that makes me think, yeah, oh the past, wow, the past this few is a good games team. Have been, yeah. mm-hmm. But they still have found a way to get results. You know which what? They have snagged six big wins. Okay, I mean, you erase that 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 streak last year. What do they have? Twenty five wins or so? Yeah, something. Like yeah, that. so you have you have a quarter of that right now. So it's a good start, nonetheless. It's a good month, but it's probably the worst month to have a good month in, other than April in the heat of a, March in the heat of a playoff race. Uh, but still, they, I want to eat my words. They have to continue this mm-hmm. because then, if this happens again, they fall off, and then they miss the playoffs miserably again. Then. That's going to be the narrative mm-hmm. going into every season. Yeah, they're going to have a good start, but can they well, finish the job? It won't. I won't even be eating my words, okay? Because I'm saying I'm all this stuff that I'm saying is about a team that doesn't look like they're a playoff team. If they look like they're a, play- a flawed team, let's yes. be real here. If they, they are a flawed team. If they play like they look like they're a playoff team, I won't be saying anything. I won't have to eat any words because I will be saying, "Oh, this team is really good." You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I won't have to. It goes They're both ways. They're a flawed team. They're a flawed team, indeed. Good teams do not put players like Vladimir Saboka in the top six. Mm-hmm. But they're playing, for the most part, they're, they have been playing well. They Nothing's stopping them from making a trade closer to the trade deadline mm-hmm. to put them over the top. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Tyler Toffoli, I would take him and put him on this team. They still have Tage Thompson in Rochester who could come up and at some point, hopefully, can produce. You know what? I completely forgot. Tage Thompson could be playing instead of Vladimir Sabotka. I completely forgot about Tage Thompson. He I mean, completely I would take, went over my head. I would take Brett Murray playing over mm. Vladimir Sabotka, but that's besides the point. We could use a big forward. <laughs> oh, I want to talk. I, we completely forgot to the talk about this. Fights the Ducks. Yes. All, everyone coming out of the woodwork talking about how we're too soft and we need a player like Ryan Reeves and all this garbage. I just can't. Like, yes, they got pushed around by the Ducks, but they were sticking up for themselves. It's not like mm-hmm. it was when Miller got run by Lucic and then no one did anything. Like, Olsen got hit from behind and then Reinhardt comes to his rescue and then a little scrum ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Ritchie grabs Saboka from the back of the head and body slams him on the ice. Allmark, within seconds, is over there pounding Ritchie in the face with his stick. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing guys stick up for each other. We don't need a, another goon that isn't going to produce. Okay? Wait, who, We've learned our lessons from this. Right. The NHL is a different NHL than it was six years ago 
when Darcy Rieger thought, oh, we need John Scott and Steve Ott to turn our fortunes around. Who who hit Olsen? Was that Richie as all as well? I don't remember. Okay, but it was a it was a bum. I know. I could probably find it. Yeah, find that. But um, I'm usually anti-fight. I'm usually anti-violence in hockey. I believe you should protect your opponent. Okay, there's no need to ram his head into the boards. Um, but on the same token, all right. Um. The goalie should not be the only one throwing punches. You, know, you need a guy, like, you need to fight someone. You need someone to sock them in the face because they're bullying you. They're sticking our head in the toilet. And all we're doing is shoving them and getting their face and grabbing their collars. Meanwhile, these guys are tackling us. Uh, and You know what ex- stops that? The refs taking control of the game and giving someone a game misconduct. That, hey, that's... Or point two. But I mean, you then you have eight power plays, you score on more than one. That'll right, stop it. But then the game, if you kick guys out, it really becomes too soft. You know, like you gotta punch somebody in the face one of these times. You know, like the refs lost control of that game. They did. They did. Now you bring up that. And point, I don't yes. want. I hate. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. When an excuse for the game was, oh, they lost because of the refs. The refs gave him every single opportunity to win us... that game. Eight power plays. Yeah. They had eight power plays in that game. They could have won like 10 to 1 or whatever goals the Ducks had. They could have won that game. How much of our power play time, too, I wonder, was spent in our own zone? Yeah, they couldn't keep fucking the zone. <laughs> oh. At least a good two minutes was spent in our own zone. Because mm-hmm. we just we couldn't keep possession. And that's that, that's not how you beat John Gibson. John Gibson's a great he, goalie. He had the easiest night of his life, though. We didn't give him any tough shots. Again, that's another thing, too, that I've complained about in recent years. We don't give tough shots for these goalies. We don't challenge anybody. You score by taking shots, especially against the, the, the lesser goalies, like the Jack Campbells of the league. And we barely got any pressure on him yesterday, or last night, after the first period. Yeah, I don't know. What are, what are the Kings going to do about Jonathan Quick, by the way? Horrible start to the year. Four years left on his contract. Cal Peterson needs waivers next year. And he's ready. He was ready last year. Mm. I don't know. It's going to be tough for the Kings. Yeah, why is Jack Campbell the backup when it should be Cal Peterson? I don't know. I like Jack Campbell. I, I, I've always had a soft spot for Jack Campbell. But I, I won't. Do we have any, anything else about the Sabres? I want to talk about the Minnesota Wild for a second. Uh, no. Should we squeeze in Booty Cheek of the Week here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go Did ahead. you find out who hit Olsen? I thought it was Andre Kasha. Really? I thought it was. I'm not I, I, I thought it was a bigger boy than... Maybe Silverberg than Kasha. I don't know. Well, in, in any event... Oh, um, and also, how is Corbinian Holes are still in the NHL? Yeah, that's a name that I was like, whoa. I was like, He's there. Corbinny and Oles are still playing. Uh, well, the booty cheek of the week is going to be Nick Ritchie, as, and he's going to take this crown representing the entirety of the Anaheim Ducks goons, the entire goon squad that they have. Um, yeah, brutalizing Saboka like that. Um, I mean, I don't like Vladimir Saboka, but you hate to see something like that. But you, it doesn't matter. Don't like him. You can't just say, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm glad he got face body slammed. I'm glad he got body slammed to the ice. Like, no. Nick Ritchie's a goon. 
Yes, he is. Remember when the Toronto Maple Leafs passed on Nick Ritchie for William Nylander and they got so much hate from Don Cherry? Oh, well, oh, well. Nick and... great Ontario boy. Nick Ritchie is... I remember a Coach's Corner segment a few years ago. Don is just like... Nick Ritchie, look at him go, and this is like this is like his rookie year. You know, he's just like, oh, I love this kid. Just like going off about him. Uh, and I'm passed on Nikolai Ehlers for Nick Ritchie. Well, they got it. But that goon. that Bobby Ryan trade is something else. Oh my God, the Senators gave up. What was he eighth or ninth overall? I think. Yeah, he was like seventh, eighth, or ninth overall. They get up that pick and they pick Nick Ritchie. I love this kid. Should have been first. That's Don right there. That's Don for you. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. We gotta have Don Cherry on the show more often. All right, the that's the booty cheek of the week, Nick Ritchie. Indeed. Indeed. I want to talk about the Minnesota Wild though. Okay. And their long rebuild that they're gonna have to go through. The the Minnesota Wild are butt cheeks. We could we could we could just easily make them. They're not even the booty. They're just butt cheeks. And you know what? They have uh, booty cheek extraordinaire Bill Guerin, lead, a first time GM. Leading this rebuild, if they're even rebuilding, at least I don't it's think not Paul Fenton, right? Right. At least I, it's not Paul. Fenton. I don't think the Wild foresaw this happening when they hired Bill Guerin. I don't. They don't know what they are. Why did they hire? Ownership Bill Guerin? still thinks they're a competitive team. They are one six and zero. Oh, they have two points, sitting in thirty first place currently, seven games in. I don't see it at all. I really don't. I'm going to pull up their roster here. Man, the, the the bottom. I haven't really looked at the standings a lot this year, so I don't. I don't exactly know what's going on like around the league as much as I should. Um, but man, Minnesota though is just oh, Brad Hunt leads them in goals. Oh, that is just a wholly uninteresting. <laughs> Brad Hunt team. has four points, leads what? them in points as well. All. Th- Wait a minute. There's three goal. Oh, point leaders. Never mind. Our defensemen. Okay. Well, still though, I cannot think of a more uninteresting, boring team. I I just I. You could give me the Who choice. Is Gerald Mayhew. I don't know. You could give me the 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 choice. Wow. That's like the Walmart version of uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, but you could give me a choice between death and watching a Minnesota Wild game. And, you would and I would choose it. death. I would you, have to think oh, about come it. On, I would okay. have to think about it. I just, I would, they're boring home, jer- like their home uniforms are boring. Their away jerseys are kind of boring. They're kind of a snooze. Like, God, it's just, oh. Their defense is really good, though. Oh. I'll give like, them that. God. But, like, they just scream the 20. 11, 20, 12 Sabres. Uh, they are like, like... Where they're just like, oh, what are we going to do? Are we going to go for it? Are we going to rebuild? What is They it? are the like embodiment of the snooze button on your alarm clock. You get up, you're all ready to watch hockey, and you're like, oh, okay, it's the wild. Oh, I don't want to watch hockey anymore. Hit the snooze button. Wake me up in 10 minutes. I'll see what's they, happening. They could really tear this thing down and get some assets here. They could. No one's gonna take Suter or Parise. Probably not. They just extended Jared Spurgeon, so you got you're locked in on him. Felino, you might be able to trade. You have three points. Uh, Jason Zucker, you can definitely trade him. He was traded basically like three times, and the, each trade didn't go through. 
You could trade Matt Dumba and probably get a King's Ransom. Koivu's in the last year of his deal. You could get something for him, but are they going to trade him? Who wouldn't want MVP Ryan Hartman? Who was it? The Stars that traded for him and then didn't sign him? Yes. Eric Stahl. They could get something nice for Eric Stahl at the deadline. Brodeen. You can get something for him. Why did they sign Matt Zuccarello? Uh, well, what did the what did they say about him? What did the owner or something say about him? He has uh, he's like a lizard. He's like a hold lizard. On, hold on, I'll find the quote. I, I okay, Th- that is as much on Matt Zuccarello because I question his sanity actually signing with a guy when he's told <laughs> face to right face. After he's like, You're a lizard. <laughs> uh, oh man, hold on, I'll find this. Joe, where we come from, you and I, lizards are not good, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, hey, we have two little toy lizards up here. True. I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it out as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. That so- that that could be absolutely misconstrued as like like a a, a sexual quote. Like <laughs> who would? Uh, I told him God. he's like a lizard. You don't bring up a man's tongue when you're signing him to a contract. That's not needed. But yeah, the Wild are in prime position to just tear it down and commit to a rebuild. But the question is, will they actually do it? Will they actually commit to this rebuild? What do you think? I, I feel like they already have. Uh, it's kind like, of. No, they're kind of going like a rebuild on the fly. Mm. Like they trade Granlin for Fiala. Yeah. That's about it. They did move out some guys for picks and prospects. But like... If you look at their cap friendly, Parise's got six years left at 7.5. He is how old? He's 35. Zuccarello's got five years left. He's 32. Zucker, he's got four years left at 5.5. He's 27. Koivu in the last year of his deal, five and a half. Victor Rask still has three years left on his contract. Stall, they extended him. Never mind. He's not in the last year, but they could still get a pretty penny for Eric Stahl. He is mm-hmm. 34, but he had a nice season last year. Felino's got two years left. They got guys with term that they could trade at the deadline and get some assets for them. Suter's got six years left at 7.5. He's 34. Dumba's got four years left. Dumba, he's a guy I would keep. You got Dumba and Spurgeon. I would try and move on from Jonas Brodeen, and I w- if you can get something for Devin Dubnik, you do it. They just scream to me the 13-14 savers, where you got stuff to move out, and you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you look in their system, they don't really have a whole lot that's signed right now. I'll look at their reserve list. They do. They had a pretty nice draft. They got uh, Matt Boldy, obviously. They have Kirill Kaprasov in Russia, who is probably going to come over? Uh, they did, they had that big reach uh, in the 2018 draft with Philip Johansson, who I never heard of, and they drafted him in the first round. But they have some pieces like the Sabers did when they committed to a rebuild. They had Ristolainen, Grigorenko, Zadorov. Mm-hmm. They had guys. You just gotta go all in and try and get those elite elite pieces. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota is my second team. I'm very critical on them. I 
I they have to commit. Mm-hmm. They have to commit to this rebuild. Yeah, it's I mean it's uncharted territory for them. I don't think they're gonna do it. I think I don't it, think ownership will do it. The one thing deterring them is that you just will Bill Darren do it though. I don't think a first time GM is Tim I, Murray. Did. I know Tim Murray did, but Tim Murray was a hockey guy. Bill Guerin is a player. True. Right. Like. So has Bill Guerin done anything yet? I don't think he has. Bill was he in some kind of capacity? Some kind of front office capacity? He was with the Penguins. He was actually up for the Sabers job. Mm. The Bottrell got it. He was one of the leading candidates. Oof. But I don't know. I, I don't know much about Bill Guerin and what he did in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You always heard about Bottrell in that front office, not Bill Guerin. Right. Yeah, uh, we're running pretty short on time here, but again, uh, we'll be back next week probably to talk about some of these games that have happened. Maybe another Friday or Wednesday episode. We don't want to do Monday because it was too short in between. But yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Check out our website. Lots of activity there lately. I have a draft ranking, a top fifteen draft ranking coming out soon. I'll give you a sneak peek. Alexi Lafreniere is ranked number one. Hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well, JoeTCBNHL, L-V-K-E-T-C-B. Uh, follow the podcast on all the platforms that we're on, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Just search for Charge of Buffalo Podcast and subscribe. Leave a review, too, if you're so kind. And we hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. Hope you stay up for Sabres After Dark uh, in San Jose and...